Hey guys, welcome to episode one of Dash and Holmesy Break Your Hearts. I'm one of your hosts, Dash, along with my co-host, Holmesy. Hello, Holmesy. How are y'all doing? Thank you so much for having me back for season two. I didn't know if I was going to make it. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, you're not in the title <laughs> of the actual podcast at all. So, you know, you're, you're not welcome back to your own podcast at all, Hamzy. Yeah, no. I'm only memeing, I swear. It's going to be back. I'm ke- it's, been, it's been a little while. Um, yeah, it has. I'm, I'm glad to be Glad to be back to podding again. Yeah, dude, it definitely has been a bit. Uh, it's been since, I think, July that we've potted. I think it was the Wolfenstein Youngblood. We did, yeah. Special, yeah. Um, yeah so that flew by. My yeah, goodness. it did. Yeah, I know, geez. And so now we're in the middle of September. As we said at the beginning, near the beginning of the year, back in February, when we first teased Break Your Hearts, uh, that we would be here. It's September time. And Holmesy is playing Catherine currently. Um, so I've uh, completed it. I've completed it multiple times. I've actually completed the original and full body. So I can actually make comparisons to both of the, both versions of the game, which is really cool. Um, that's crazy. Whereas Chris over here, and I think he's got the disc, he's about to show the disc in his yeah, hand. Yeah, he's grabbing the, the, people were confused about like, they saw the disc and they're like, why is it 18 plus in the UK, but 15 plus here? And I was like, mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it makes it more accessible for people in Australia, I guess. Well, it's it's just a case that the ratings board across everything else is kind of different. Um, that is what the Steelcase booklet does look like as well, Holmesy. Just in case you want to see that, yeah. So that is the Steelcase booklet. I had to give it to Holmesy through his letter through his uh, mailbox because he wasn't. Yeah, home. I was yeah, like, yeah, I'll just yeah. quickly slip it into something small. So uh, that damn, that's man. actually the the Steelcase book. But um, guys, if you didn't know, this is Dash and Holmesy our tri-weekly book club-inspired gaming podcast where Holmesy and I sit down and are dissecting Catherine Full Buddy. So this is a little bit different. Oh my God, this intro, I, I've actually forgot to take out Persona 5 out of this, but I did write Catherine Full Buddy here instead. But <laughs> uh, guys, yes, we are sitting down and dissecting Holmesy's first playthrough of Catherine Full Buddy. Um, if you didn't know about Catherine Full Buddy, it was first released on February 14th, 2019 in Japan. And September 3rd, 2019 in other regions, uh, is developed by Atlas and published by Five Star Games in Australia. So once again, thank you very much to Five Star Games here in Australia for allowing myself and Holmesy to sit down and play and review this in our book club inspired format. With the success of Persona 5, uh, our Take Your Heart series, uh, Five Star was kind enough to reach out to uh, both of us and supply a copy of Catherine Full Body. Um, so make sure that you guys, if you haven't, go out today and buy your copy. It is available on the PlayStation Network right now. But if you like what you hear today, make sure that you follow us on dashandhomesy.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. We can give us those cheeky five-star ratings. And also over on dashgamer.com where you can watch and listen to this on demand. That was our intro. I got through Hell it. Yeah. <laughs> I got through the whole freaking thing. You can take a sip. You can take a sip of your beer. Why not? All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> I'm feeling like our intros are so like the podcast intros are getting longer and longer each time. But there's yeah. so much happening these days, dude. It's it's incredible. It's always there's always more. Yes, definitely. Um, Holmesy, much like we did start off Persona Five to uh, take your hearts uh, every time we began the podcast, I would always ask you, where are you up to? Yeah, so um, I'm out of I'm out of uh, out of habit, out of routine. So uh, I haven't recorded. I know back when we did P5, I was recording like the date and the, or like the day that I was up to and what had just happened. But mm. um, yeah, like I said, out of routine. Haven't done that. But I can tell you the last thing that I did was uh, we found out that uh, obviously there's spoilers, large spoilers, big spoiler flag. So you're, you're, if you're not coming here, you're this is obviously a spoiler cast every week. Yeah, so. 
Yeah. I'm sorry if we um, spoiled Persona 5 for you. <laughs> we um, The last thing I found out was that uh, Catherine with a K, yep. Catherine with a K, yes. um, we'll explain why I'm stipulating that in a moment. Catherine yes. with a K is pregante or pregnant. Pregante. So, so um, what, I, what, what I was going to ask you first before that, because I had this in order and I accidentally slipped, but what? tell me what you know so far about the tale of Catherine Fullbody. Um, so I don't know like a huge amount uh, aside from like our, our protagonist. I already don't like as well. I've got holy reasons. shit as uh, reasons yep. as to why I don't like that guy. Yep. And I say that uh, there, there's <laughs> something we're going to find out obviously as time goes by. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, look, I, he lives in, uh, they, they frequent, what's the name of the place again? Is the, the, the stray, stray, sheep. Le, stray lamb, stray sheep. Stray sheep, that's it. They they frequent a bar called the uh, the Stray Sheep. He's got his friends that he kind of hangs out with there all the time. Yeah. Um, his partner is Catherine with a K. Yes. Um, we don't really. I don't really get like a lot about like who he is in the start. Like you just kind of get like you get introduced to him. You get introduced to his friends. You get introduced to like what he does for a job, where he lives, and all that sort of stuff. And then that's kind of it. Like then, then the more just kind of unfolds as time goes by. Like you learn a little bit more about like who people are. Like I know at the very start we're following Rin. Mm-hmm. Like you see like a cutscene of like Rin running away from some kind of giant being in their, in their city. Yeah. Um, and he rescues her from what, whoever is chasing her at the time. Um, she has amnesia. We don't know who she is or she doesn't know who she is. We don't know what, who she was or what she did before. Um, and, this is so just disjointed. But then next thing we know, you like, you wake up in the middle of this dream and it's you like climbing these towers or climbing these pillars to escape from where you are in this dream. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, you keep climbing, climbing further and further, further. There's other people doing the same thing that are sheep. So you don't know who they actually are. Right. It's, it's such an unusual story. I've never, never seen a story like this. Like I, I trying to like explain it just now is so hard because I don't, yeah, it's just so much going on. Yeah, so it's 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 way different to what you would have experienced over in Persona Five. That's for sure. Um, Absolutely. Ob- obviously, uh, with Persona Five, uh, we had more of um, the story centered uh, a, a lot around your protagonist, but however, it kind of spread within more along the lines of everybody else's story as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this, it's solely centered around Vincent's story. Um, so tell me why. So what what is it that makes you hate Vincent? altogether oh um okay so i mean we'll 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 talk about more about like vincent and why yeah i don't like him but like i talk about him as a person anyway like the main okay. the main thing at the moment like the big thing that kind of happens after like a, a day or two into the game not like days of playing but in-game days yeah. or whatever yeah um they're starting like vincent and Catherine with a k yeah um are talking about like marriage and all that kind of stuff like she's like oh you know our our relationship's been going for like five years now mm. maybe we should look into like you know the next steps like what what do we do from here kind of thing and you you get like this texting system to like start to you can choose your responses to see yep. how good or bad a person you are that's right yeah um and um i guess like as you, the reason i don't like him uh is you end up cheating on your your girlfriend in the game like right. a short short amount into the game like i mean I'm saying cheating. I'm going to, for the, for the for the listeners, if you're on Twitch, you can see us doing this, but I'm doing quotation marks cheating because <laughs> yeah. we don't know actually, to be fair, what actually happens um, right. in the first one because he gets very, very drunk and then happens to wake up with a girl next to him and then subsequently a day or two after the same thing happens or the next day, sorry, again wakes up, but she's let herself in and he doesn't recall her ever getting in there. So I 
wonder like i don't know whether it's like that he doesn't know what's going on and there's something to do with her influencing these dreams and making him forget stuff mm. and whether she's to do with the reason that Catherine with a q the rin uh, has forgotten things as well mm-hmm. um but yeah the reason that i don't like him is uh the infidelity part the fact that he has been unfaithful i'm, I'm i've got a very strong moral uh moral stance More ground yeah i don't like i don't like people cheating i'm hate that shit right so th- this is this and uh, this is also because we've talked plenty about this in the past obviously me and you being mates and all that kind of stuff so it's like one of those things where it, th- this kind of story i knew was kind of going to test your moral ground as well a little bit and i knew that like um i know what kind of person you are you're very morally you're a correct like a morally correct person and i know that you're a very good guy <laughs> and we've yeah. discussed this plenty of times how, how much of a good guy you, you are but it's like um in in terms of this story and what it delivers as well is um, mystique a little bit. There's not not necessarily everything that you see in front of you is what it is in a way. And I feel like it kind of delivers in that premise that Atlas always do, you know, especially when we experience Persona 5, everything that was perceived in a different cognition. It's all about cognition. It's all about mm-hmm. what's perceived in front of you. May it actually be true or not? You don't know. Um, but with Catherine Full Body, it's a case where morally what you were doing obviously is wrong um there is that certain story of uh, infidelity happening and vincent keeping it uh, away from uh catherine with a k uh he's mm. uh, his girlfriend who is actually her full name is actually catherine mcbride um so in terms of that like her uh, vincent's infidelity isn't helping at all uh what's happening but i don't think he helps himself when uh, he doesn't say anything or help. Uh, the only people that know essentially are his friends that he confides in every night. Literally all of them though. Like like one of them finds out and then like the next thing you know, you're back at the stray sheep and everyone fucking knows. Like, yeah. and it's like, just keep it down. Like, yeah, it's uh yeah. So t- tell me what, what, how you feel about um, the characters that he actually uh, talks to as well. Like the characters, characters that he confides in as well. Yeah, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight up here. I can't recall all of their names. That's I remember okay. Vincent's name, of course, and Catherine, and all like all the different Catherines that we've spoken to so far. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely there's one of them whose name again I'm gonna I blanked on all their names, but the guy in the beanie with the blonde hair has got strong Ryuji vibes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, strong um, Ryuji vibes because oh he's immediately just like, oh, where's the women? Why don't I get a pretty woman? Blah blah blah. And it's like, oh my god, this is literally. This is Ryuji to a T, but just like copied over to a new game. Yeah. Um, um, I'll tell you his name, right? Toby. Toby? Yeah, Toby. cool. So he he is Ryuji in this game, 100%. Yeah, um, definitely. There's, uh, who's the other guy? There's the guy with like the, the dark long hair. He's got the uh, the Sojiro voice. He's the, um, boy, the voice actor for Sojiro. Oh, God. Uh, the the one the, so the the one with the dark long hair is actually Travis Willingham. Um, that's Laura Bailey's husband. Uh, Johnny. Ah, uh, okay, got you. Sorry, I thought is that not Sojiro's voice actor? It's not. So the guy who is actually Sojiro's voice actor is actually the guy who commentates the towers. Oh, I think the voice actors, they they both their voices in the game sound Sounds very, very similar. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought yeah. there was just like I thought for some reason he was the one commentating the towers, or just like they sound almost identical. No, no. If the character they're portraying, yeah, they yeah, sound two, the same. Two different actors, yeah okay yeah. yeah so i mean he i like him because he's very blunt he's very like to the point and he's just yeah. kind of like you know very nonchalant about everything and he's just kind of like 
silently judgmental in a way at times and i think i thought i find him like to be a very like that his dry humor is uh right up my alley so yeah. i like him yeah um and the the lady the the works at the diner like the erica god damn it they put boob physics in this game and i remember her like walking over to the table for the first time and leaning forward to talk and i'm looking at her face because i'm playing the game looking at her face and then as soon as she leans forward, whoever's, whoever's developed the game has gone like, let's make her boobs wiggle. And so she leans forward and I'm like, why is that moving in the game? What is this? Why are you giving <laughs> boob physics to a game? So, Well, that happens yeah, in look, every, every like Japanese style game anyway. It's ja- Japan. Hashtag yeah. Japan. So the character um, you're talking about, uh, the waitress, her name is Erica. Erica, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Look, yeah. I, I, need to, I need to remember all these names properly. I should have written these down. I've no, got, that's okay, uh, man. You just get started on this one. I remember what they're like, though. Um, you just get yeah, started. She's really man. nice. She, yeah. Hey, you just getting started. It's all good. Yeah. No, she she's cool. I like her character. She's um, she's not. She doesn't give you a hard time, but she's kind of like questions what you're doing. Like as soon as you like get caught after cheating, it's just like, oh, like you you don't seem the kind like the kind of person to do that. Like you know, what's why what are you okay? What's the deal? Mm. So she she's not as uh, judgmental as the rest of your friends around the table. Yeah, fair enough. Um. So, do you know much about Erica's past and her involvement with the the crew at all? Uh, not that I recall. No, no, I don't think I've gotten far enough to find out too much more, other than the fact that we go there often enough that um, she obviously knows us quite well. Oh, fair enough. That's fine. Yeah. Um. So, tell me uh, a little bit now about um what you actually know about Catherine, Catherine, and Rin. Right. Okay. Well, Catherine with a K, our yep. partner. Like I know that we, she is our partner of five years in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I mentioned before, like she's yeah trying to you know go next steps, try and figure out like you know where's our relationship going, Vincent? What are we doing? Like yep. is everything good, etc. Yeah. Um. There's Catherine with a C, mm. who's uh, I guess like for want of a better idea of who it might be, we'll say is the so far the antagonist in the game. Right. Um. Who. Uh, I guess like ends up uh, being the person that Vincent is uh, cheating on with, which is uh, yeah, she's she's clearly a, uh, a negative impact in the game so far. Right. Um, and then there's Rin, um, which is also spelled Catherine with a Q, like it's Q A T H R A N E. So there's three yeah. different Catherines in this game. Yeah. Um, she is uh, a I think a young she's a younger character in the game, kind of yep. like innocent vibe. She um, doesn't recall much of anything. Like she's just like completely. Like she, she doesn't remember pretty much anything about herself. Um, we crossed paths with her when she was running away from uh, a giant figure in yep. the, in the middle of the city uh, that we don't actually see. And I, I kind of have like a an idea about what it might be, sorta, I guess. But um, we come across paths with her. She bumps into us, and then we we keep her safe or save her, and um, we're just kind of taking care of her. She's got a job at the stray sheep while she gets her memory back, and uh, she's just sort of like a. I guess an acquaintance amongst everyone. She's not really like a friend because everyone thinks she's a little bit weird, not having any memory of anything. So no, fair enough. That's all the Catherines so far. I don't know if there's going to be more. I thought the one was the only one. Then we found out Rin was short for Catherine with a Q and then the other Catherine turned up and yeah. Not I remember fair. saying to you actually, because I got the game and I'm like, why is Catherine on the K spelt with a C, but our Catherine spelt with a K? Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, we'll find out. And then sure <laughs> enough, here we are. That was the first day we played together. So like I did catch up with Holmesy one day uh, and we did sit down early before the game actually got its release. 
uh, for its uh, public release. We actually, because we got the review code from Five Star, we were actually able to sit down and play for a few hours. And yeah, Holmesy did have a few questions where he was like, "Oh, what? So the the hold on, the, why is there a Catherine with a K, but the game sold for C?" And I was like, "I can't tell you why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's something that you're gonna have to find out for yourself." So I'm glad that you've actually gotten there. You've actually gotten a little further. So here's the thing. So because there are multiple paths within the story, you've actually mm-hmm. hit a certain path, but way before I actually did. So the Catherine, so when Rin actually showed you her full name, which was with the Q, it actually happened way later in the story for me. Whereas, Oh, really? It's already happened for you, yeah. Huh, okay. So, yeah, so this is interesting. So you, your your path is already starting to go completely different. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't know whether there's, like, a, sh- a much shorter path at all. Like, I mean, I've not sat down and rushed through the game, but, like, no. I've done... I'm playing it on... Um, I can't remember whether I'm playing on beginner or normal, but I'm playing it on, like, the classic mode and just kind of cruising through. Like, the puzzles haven't been super challenging, per se, so far. Like, I don't think I've... I've only been, like, killed by something or squished by something, like, once. Um, Like, yeah, yeah. that it's 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 been pretty cruisy to go through so far, though. I, haven't, I don't know whether it's just that I've maybe gotten through things fast. No, or no. If it's just a shorter storyline, you're probably hitting a different storyline that might be shorter. So the I can't reveal too much when I say this. I won't. So I won't. Uh, so no, no, the, no. There are two paths that are in this. So there are about two to three paths I think that are in this story that are shorter than the rest of them. Uh, depending okay. on which path you take, uh, you might get an extra four to five hours of content. So. Huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So just letting you know, uh, depending on which path you take, we, we might, both of us might end up with different outcomes here. So I'll actually ask you, which path are you currently taking? So um, how is your moral compass looking? Like um, when the meter comes up onto the onto the screen, obviously it resonates. And this is something that I mentioned to you uh, when we were playing. It resonated a lot of Infamous Second Son with that meter coming up and the karma compass came up with a red and yeah, a blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where's he, where does your uh, moral compass currently lie? Um, it's it's in like the good side, like it's still in like blue. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was. I think there was something that I answered, and like there's a the, the questions you get asked in the game, like before, like when you're climbing different areas in the towers, like the you're doing like the the climb, and there's questions there in like the confession booth that you do. Yeah. Obviously, I'm saying a lot in the right now in the pod where people are like, "What are you talking about?" But we'll get to that a bit later. Yeah. But basically, I'll, I'll summarize it by saying like some of the questions that I've been asked in the game so far, um, are very clearly like you know, um. Uh, I have you ever been like just I can't think of the specific questions but like some of them are very like night and day like have you always been faithful kind of thing which is like yes or no and obviously if you say yes you're in good if you say no you're in bad correct but um some of the other questions are very ambiguous so they're very open to like interpretation of what might be like a good or a bad answer again yeah. I can't think of examples because it's been a couple of days since I played yeah but there was one there was one or two questions where I put my answers down and I was just like yeah, that seems like, you know, I, I would that, I think that would be a fair thing to say is like a good answer compared to the other one. And I did it and I lost good, good, like, you know, positive karma. I was like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Some of them, some of them have been mostly good. I got a couple of ones that I sent where it was like a negative outcome. Same with like some of the text as well. I sent some text responses and I thought like they were good. Yeah. Um, And then like I got like negative stuff from them. But yeah. mostly, yeah, mostly good overall. Like I'm still like the first notch of the blue. Oh, that's good then, yeah. So, um, in terms of um, obviously the story and the way it's heading, uh, do you have an idea of like what the Vincent's goal or anything like what you are trying to achieve out of this whole storyline? Essentially, um, I mean, there's not really been like a super like straight ahead kind of thing to have said so far. Like, I know obviously he's very uncertain about. I say very uncertain. It very much is like depending on how you decide to steer things with your answers and stuff, but. 
Um, his character gives off a very uncertain vibe about like being in a relationship with Catherine with a K. Like he frequently is kind of like, and you get reminded about this a few times in like dreams or flashbacks. So just like little things where people are like, are you really happy? Like think back to the good times. And there's like flashbacks to when you're with Catherine with a K, like your, your partner, I'll say Catherine, your partner. Yeah. You have like a flashback to when you're with your partner and you're really happy and having fun and joking around and just being really silly together. And then you flashed it forward to where you are currently and you're like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. And she's like, I think at one point when you're not paying attention, she like stabs the table with a fork. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so our girlfriend's kind of crazy. Like she's like, why we're in a restaurant and you're stabbing a table with a fork. So it's great. Um, I think clearly your character has this very strong uncertainty about being in a relationship with Catherine. Yeah. Um, I, we're going to drop uh some some bigger information now but like i'm at the part where we find out that Catherine with a k says that she is pregnant um there's a very obvious uh fear in your character's eyes and body language that's just like oh fuck okay yeah i really can't get out now so there's also that and the fact that at that point in the game we had cheated on her twice or three times in the game yeah which is not great. So yeah. And then we're also like, also that Catherine with a Q was trying to come in. No, Catherine with a K. C. Catherine with a C. Goodness oh, me. Slow down. <laughs> the blonde Catherine, the yeah. the promiscuous one. Yes. Um, has uh, somehow found out that you're at a restaurant nearby and is coming to try and find you. So I love you're that. You're sweating scene, about man. that. You're sweating about your girlfriend being pregnant before you've even become like husband and wife or fiance and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's some there's some stressful stuff that goes on in this game. My God. Yeah. So you you obviously uh, do you have any sympathy at all or empathy for Vincent's situation whatsoever? Look, I feel like I got a pretty open mind at first. Like like I said, we we talk, Dash and I um, were talking or chatting a little bit before the pod, just talking about what's happened. Yep. And I was like, I don't like the don't like the antagonist, I mean, the protagonist. I don't like the protagonist because he cheated on his girlfriend and like I hate that shit. Yeah. But um. I also don't, I'm trying to remember now, I don't think there's ever been anything in the game that has been like so far, and I'm just trying to like keep an open mind because maybe he's not a dick, but there's nothing so far in the game that I've seen so far that's been like a definitive, he has done the do with her because the first time you do it, you're drinking at the bar and you don't really, I didn't choose to drink at the bar at the time that it happened, but you stay at the bar, apparently, quote unquote, drink too much, and then you wake up with a girl next to you in your bed. Um, and then another day later you wake up again, you, you go to sleep with no one and you're fully aware of what's going on. You have your nightmare and then you wake up and she's in your bed again. Right. And there's been nothing that said that you've actually done anything with her. She just wakes up in your bed. Yeah. So So it's a, it's it's only an assumption, uh, that uh, anything has happened. Yeah. It's very, so, I mean, if he actually has later on, they'll be like, nah, it's pretty shit. You're kind of a bit of a dick. Yeah. But, um, if he hasn't, then, um, like, cause he obviously has forgotten everything that's happened overnight each time or doesn't recall anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, then I guess obviously some, something has some power over him to make him forget everything and then leave it to thoughts being pushed into his mind instead. So I don't know at the moment, I'm not, I don't want to assume anything, but, um, it, it gives off a strong vibe of he's a bit of a ween. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the, um, the character of the so when you go to the confessional booth you have to interact with this character that's inside the confessional booth uh, with you as well what kind of vibe mm. do you get from this guy um still you know pretty sinister vibe like he's talking about or he she they yeah. it yeah. is talking about someone else bringing you there and they're just like you know kind of they're, they're the one just like making the cogs turn like someone else is like you know the master of all the stuff that's happening right um, and they, no matter what answer you, like every answer that I picked so far in this, um, 
sorry, for listeners and watch, like, listeners and viewers on Twitch like right now, the confessional booth we're talking about is something that you get to at the end of an area that you've climbed through. Correct. The landing, um, yeah. Walk, the landing that you get to, yeah. You walk into, to go up to the next level, you walk into a confessional booth, you answer a question, and then it takes you up and out of the out of the nightmare. Correct. But I, uh, I don't quite know. Every single answer that I've given that I would, uh, and all the answers I've given, the vast majority have been like, um, you know, other people have said the same answer. I really like that as a touch too. Same as like persona where you give your answers and you can see online, like your network who has answered similar and who has answered different. Yeah, that's um, right. But every answer I've given so far has, has been, you know, majority have answered the same thing. And each, each answer I give, I get judgment from the, from the little booth boy. So yeah, exactly. It's great because it actually uh, tells you in terms of like, uh, cause it comes up with a pie chart at the end and it gives you essentially the, the answer to a percentile of what people actually answer and some of them are morally correct and some aren't uh, essentially they're, they're you know they're there to kind of it is a judgment booth is what it is it's yeah it is a confessional it tells people hey there's like this much of a percentile of these people playing the game that are kind of scummy uh but there are this much percent of uh people playing this game that are actually morally good people so um th- there i sort are- of want to do like just like infamous second son like i did i did this on that game i sort of want to do an asshole run of this game too and like, i'm, run, I'm yeah. doing yeah like I'm, do- I'm doing the answer so far where it's like okay this, this is what i think these are the things that i would do as a person yeah but i sort of want to go through it and just like choose all the stuff where it's like these are clearly the answers to be a prick and I'm going to pick all of these and just see what the story is when you're an asshole the entire game. An evil run, that'd, that'd be awesome to do, actually. Evil run would be a good, yeah. like a good time to do, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, uh, you're, you're actually correct. You're on the right path in terms of the character. He is not the master. He is essentially a cog in the uh, yeah. in the story that keeps the, keeps the wheel turning um, and plays Vincent uh, as well in this as well. So... Um, you, you're very hot on the trail right now within the story. So essentially exactly the same with how you were with Persona 5. Um, spe- yes. Speaking of Persona 5, so the story itself, so Catherine, the original release that was on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, uh, initially on the Xbox 360 actually, uh, was the um, engine, the developmental engine used for the game Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Um, so in playing this game, uh, they actually now have lifted Persona 5's perfected engine and placed and remastered it with Catherine Full Body. Uh, this, mm-hmm. is in, in turn, once again, is now the placement engine, the uh, developmental engine for Persona 5 The Royal. Oh, no way. Yeah, so what they have done is developed C- Catherine, the original, taken the engine, developed Persona 5, and then taken Persona 5's engine to go into Catherine Full Body, and then Catherine Full Body's engine is fine-tuning itself for Persona 5 The Royal. God damn. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, just a little bit of trivia for you. Um, small, uh, small additional piece of uh, info there. I don't know whether you've discovered this at all, but if you play with the jukebox inside the Stray Sheep, there is a Persona 5 soundtrack on the jukebox, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's very awesome. So every time I go to the, the Stray Sheep, I'm just immediately just like, Persona 5 music! Yeah. Go, 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 go! <laughs> Put in the bar music, please. Every single time. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so, uh, the trivia things as well. Like, how cool is it that it actually gives you trivia for cocktails and beer and all that kind of stuff after every drink that you have? Have you actually experienced I, that? No, because <laughs> I didn't want to. And I, I saw that and it was just like, uh, my brain immediately was like, nope, not doing that. Because it says like, you can sit at the table and drink, but each time you drink, obviously, depending on how many beers you have, a maximum of three yep. affects how quickly you can get through the puzzles in the, in the maze later on, like in the climb. Oh no. So you're doing it the wrong way around. 
Really? So, yeah. So the more you drink, the faster you climb. Oh, what? So there you go. There's a little bit of a tip for you. I would have assumed if you're drinking beers that like the more the more drunk you are, the harder it'd be for you to climb because you're drunk. No. So drink more. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we had this pod today. Yes. Drink more. So the, the, okay. the more you drink, the faster you climb in your dream. Um, and also when you finish your drinks, you get a nifty uh, trivia about the drink you have just drunk. So it might be sake, might be beer, might be a cocktail of uh, rum and coke. Um, and it might just be, a, a, I think the other one was just liquor or something. I can't remember what it was. But uh, yeah, you get yourself uh, a choice there. And it also gives you some nifty trivia about, and it's actually quite inf- inf- informal. Like it's very inf- oh man you get a lot of tips from these things man did you like they they tell you a lot, like there was even like a, a tip about um how they actually had like some of the hops in beer and uh how rum and cola and why it was named rum and cola and why it's actually wasn't originally rum and cola it's like really cool tips that actually tell you but yeah drink at the bar that's the point <laughs> drink okay the, drink no the i i did not realize that like it gave off it said that and it didn't tell you which way it was which it just said that like drinking will affect how quickly you can climb and it's like faster or slower i assume more you drink slower you go so i'm no. just like i just want to be able to get through the maze quickly so i didn't drink yeah so now you know so uh the more you drink the faster you'll get through the maze um I will neck every drink now Hell yeah. <laughs> uh have you interacted with a lot of the patrons at the bar yeah there's um i can't remember the barkeeper's name but they call him boss yeah um, yep. so i've spoken to him a bit he's kind of got like a I know he's got, he keeps his cards very close to his chest. There's a couple of conversations we've had where he shared a little bit about himself. Yep. Um, but you don't really, I don't really know too much about him because we haven't had many opportunities to talk to him. Um, I think there's like a police officer there that we talked to as well. who sat at the bar talking about his cases, but again, like you don't really get too much like so far at least because this early game, nothing has kind of been said that kind of has any weight to it. It's just kind of been like, Oh, you know, another day, like another day on this case and no, no further info kind of thing um you don't really get too much out of it but there's a couple sitting next to us um and there's a guy there's a couple at the bar that i spoke to and one of the guys i went to high school with the character went to high school with in the game he's like you don't recognize me oh man i can't believe you don't recognize me i remember you why don't you remember me it's like it's really awkward exchange um that's kind of it it's kind of all this oh and there's a a couple like a couple of twins um like these older ladies that are sat down on the table behind you at the, one of the days that i spoke to and like they they frequently just like finishing each other's sentences or like talking with each other to you yeah it's a really it's a really unusual exchange but um yeah i feel like the more that we talk to them the more they're gonna like people are gonna reveal about this whole like because people obviously die in this dream thing like this nightmare that we have i feel like the more this stuff circulates the news and the more that we talk to these people at the bar, the more they're going to reveal about the shit that is going on and why people are fucking dying in their sleep. Yep. So I'm interested to see how that all goes and like what we learn as we talk to more people. Do you remember Sojiro's nickname? Boss. Boss. So, uh, yeah, both run essentially kind of the same hospitality, uh, a bar, mm-hmm. a cafe, run it. They're called Boss. <laughs> so there he's, you not, go. he's not Sajiro though. No. Imagine that. No. Psych yeah. <laughs> crossover. <laughs> he's now got glasses and gray hair. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, you said before that you may have a suspicion on who might be chasing Rin at the start. Who did you think that was? Oh, not so much who was chasing her, but just like what it is. Okay. What, what um, might it be? So obviously like there's a, there's a uh, common theme between our character and Vincent. Also yep. oh, Vincent and Rin, sorry. Yep. In the obviously Rin has lost her memory entirely. Yep. Rin doesn't remember shit. 
No. Um, aside from the fact that she likes piano, and she's also appeared in her nightmares to play piano and keep off the the things that are chasing us, which is kind of cool. Yep. Um, but she's forgotten everything entirely, whereas our character forgets things overnight when they're in the nightmares. Yep. I wonder whether she has somehow, like, escaped this nightmare and she's been in it herself. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, whether she physically has somehow been in one of these nightmares and, like, escaped the nightmare and then this giant thing. Because one of the, one of the puzzles that we do... Um, something someone who i think is catherine with a k yep. um is chasing after us with a fork and then sure enough the next day after that nightmare with someone stabbing at us with a fork yep our girlfriend stabs the table with a fork <laughs> right um but i feel like this giant being is either like a vision yep of from one of them that's like chasing them like this giant being because that's the only other place we're seeing giant people yep um or somehow similar to mementos in persona 5 how the worlds cross over like mementos yes. crosses over with real world that yep. this nightmare world has crossed over with our world and yep. one of the big things has come out and is chasing her yep um i wonder whether rin when she remembered things has accidentally cheated on somebody because that seems to be the premise that causes these nightmares that if you've been unfaithful you have nightmares yeah um yeah so the obviously you're following that premise uh, as well that um the unfaithfulness of a lot of um uh, these men who are seen as sheep and we're going to get into that in a second now like um obviously when you jump into into these nightmares um the other characters that you see are perceived as sheep um and there's a common theme throughout the whole story obviously you go to a bar called the stray sheep Uh, a lot of these characters that you are seeing are sheep and uh, a lot of these characters uh resonate some of the patrons and some of the characters that you interact with at the bar um within that as well how much have you actually before i actually jump right into that how much have you interacted with rin at the bar um a little bit every now and then not heaps like i've spoken to her once and she didn't really have too much to say i can't remember specifically what it was but i do remember when she um i think the last time i properly interacted with her was when she played piano one night and it it came out really badly all right um she was like really really bad player um and then you know everyone was like encouraging me like oh yeah good good on you for trying kind of thing and you go up to her and speak to her and she's like thank you so much for taking care of me like i'm motivated to play more and like all i remember is that i i, I wanted to play piano um and then when you're in the nightmares she can play piano like no problem really fucking well yeah <laughs> um that's sort of like the only interaction i've really had with her is just like talking to her like every now and then but she doesn't really say too much right no fair enough um I'll ask you as well. So now we'll jump into the the puzzle part. How how are you how are you feeling about the puzzle aspect of the game and uh, how it kind of ties into what's happening in real life as well? Yeah. So I actually, I mean, the puzzles itself, I find like I've specifically written down here too. I actually really enjoy the puzzles. Like they're they're hard enough to be, you know, occasionally sort of like challenging, but no, they're not so hard that I'm sitting there and going like, oh man, this sucks. Like I hate this. Like it's hard enough to be fun. Yeah. Well, the best way to say it. it's like the, it's, um, it actually reminds me of, um, this very much reminds me of like, it's just mementos, but we're trying to get out instead of go deeper. Uh, that's what a lot of, a lot of people say as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the exact same theme as like, there's our real world. There's another world with like, which is yeah. obviously your cognition again, like a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have this this world and instead of trying to go further down and explore more and find like, you know, the bottom. Yeah. Instead we're we're trying to get as far out of this place as possible. Yeah. Um I think somewhere in the game it mentions that there's like eight different levels or landings that we need to reach. Um and I think so far we're up to like the second or third landing. Yeah. Um I think maybe the third landing actually. Yeah, but like we're making our way through, but it's um it's yeah, it's satisfying to play. And I do I like the little um the encouragement to talk to people 
I'm gonna talk it. We can branch off into something in a moment too. Yeah, yeah. But um, I like uh the fact that you can talk to different sheep as you go further up, and there's different people that you kind of meet as you go by, like ones that share techniques with you, so you yep. learn different ways to like tackle puzzles. Yep. Other people freaking out, which obviously affects your um good or bad moral compass or being mm-hmm. a person kind of thing mm-hmm. if someone's like freaking out about oh something else that was cool but if i'm someone's freaking out and you go up to them and just like calm down you're an idiot like shut the shut up stop being so over dramatic it's like you get a negative yeah, a choice yeah yeah it's like you're, you're being a jerk to somebody so like they they remember that yeah something i thought was cool is as i was climbing one of the puzzles there was a sheep um and it's very much um if you don't if you don't either get out of the way of the sheep or if you don't push the sheep first other people will push you off the platforms. Right. So, and I was just like, fuck this. And I just moved the block and pushed them straight off. Yeah. And then as I climbed further up the tower, I saw that sheep and they're just like, hey, what the hell? You pushed me off the thing. I was just like, oh my God, you actually see them later. I was like, okay. So clearly like the people that you push will, you know, they'll remember that shit. So That's right, now I'm yeah. just going to do my best to avoid pushing sheep. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, so you are going to, so you, uh, morally, obviously it w- that will affect your moral compass as well. Uh, so do you feel like in doing those kind of acts now, you kind of want to avoid doing that uh, for the future or do, is it something that survival of the fittest and I need to get up there as fast as I can? Um, well, I mean, I want to get, obviously you want to finish it as fast as possible to get like a good score, but I, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't I want to play it well and I don't want to I want to make sure that I either I just want to knock off as little sheep as possible <laughs> so that I can just get to the top and not have bad relationships with anybody. No, fair enough. That's fine. Um so do you feel like uh what do you feel uh, so so as of speaking of this first episode of our series, how do you feel about like uh, an end goal to the whole game so far because i want to speak about this because obviously we'll, there will be an end goal to this uh and we'll probably reach it a lot quicker than what we did persona 5 uh, mm. what do you feel right now is vincent's end goal out of all of this um i mean well right now it doesn't really have much of an end goal like it no. there's not really i feel like that our character isn't as invested in these nightmare things as as they could be like i don't think it's quite hit them that it's just like holy fucking shit, there's a link between people dying and there's a link between these nightmares being real yeah. and all this kind of stuff. I feel like I'm at the stage where that's going to kind of like tick over, but our goal right now, um, it just kind of seems to be like, hey, I've cheated on my girlfriend in game. What do I do to go past that? Like, what do I do to fix this? Yeah. And like, uh, what do I do about my girlfriend being pregnant? Yeah. Um, but the the thing that I think is, the thing I thought was pretty cool and I think the, re- the reason I say things are about to like tick over and something's going to go like, oh shit this is real real is we our friend that we met um at the bar the one that we didn't recognize we spoke to them and then the guy that we spoke to was just like i could have sworn i've heard your voice like recently or i spoke to you the other night or something like that yeah and clearly there like there is a it's a mental link like this place that we go is not just a nightmare there is a cognitive world that everyone's everyone that has been unfaithful goes to and they have to climb their way out of this place too. So like we've spoken to each other, but because each other sees another person as a sheep, yeah, there's no way for us to tell that we've actually been there before. So yeah, I think eventually someone's gonna go like, oh shit, here we go, and we're gonna like people are gonna recognize each other's voices in the cognitive world and be like, yo, we fucked up, let's get out of here together or something along those lines. So yeah. I think that there'll, there'll be a point where that snaps for everybody and they'll just realize what they need to do. Yeah, isn't it funny coming out of a game like Persona Five? And then coming over to Catherine Full Body, both by the same developer, uh, a lot of the themes that are in uh, 
Catherine are present also in Persona 5. Uh, a lot of the mm. cognitive stuff, uh, the supernatural being, um, you know, we've also got... Uh, you know, just just different things in cogni- in cognition that are playing right now with Vincent and his moral compass. Um, whereas, like with Persona Five, essentially that's a, that is what one of the mainline topics are: cognition, moral compass, um, an outer world experience. Um, yeah. Playing kind of like with um, uh, false gods in a way as well. So you know, playing the base game right now, like when I pl- first played the base game of Catherine, and then. Uh, back way back in like 2011 I think it was uh, and then playing something like Persona 5 I really didn't pick up a lot on some of the themes that were actually very similar between the two games but playing Persona 5 and then going back into it with full body almost everything that I've been picking apart piece by piece uh, has kind of resonated a lot with Persona 5 as well um, like one thing did you know that Catherine McBride was actually the base model for uh, Sai Nijima? No way. Yeah. So that's why they look very similar. Um, ah, okay. That's that, cool. That she was designed to be Sai Nijima. Her her character, um, her look and everything. She was initially supposed to be Sai Nijima before they actually planned to put her in Catherine. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you look at the design, very very similar. Um, and also the character, like the uh, Catherine's um, attitude and everything, actually does carry over to Sai Nijima's personality as well. Um, so very much a lot of her personality traits are seen, those personality traits are seen in both characters. Um, there is a caring side of Catherine. There is a, a really rough side of Catherine. I'm talking about Catherine McBride, Catherine with a K. Yeah. Um, both of them have almost to the T similar personality traits. They both have very, like they have long hair, same hair color, um, long slender bodies they wear black completely black and they wear like the flare pants as well um these were like little things that i picked up on and then i googled and i was like oh my god i go i picked up on this and it actually is that case it is a thing yeah 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 that's crazy so it was really cool to actually uh see that in motion as well and pick up on those kind of things has has there been a lot of persona 5 that you've picked up from this game at all like has there been any aspects of persona 5 that you have picked up from Catherine so far? Um, I mean, aside from what we've already kind of gone through, like just yeah. now, um, obviously like the, the group that we have, like actually now think about it, there's about the same party or like, like number of people that we have in Persona 5 as well. Like obviously there's different people, different personalities, they're yeah. different like types of personas that they want to portray kind of thing. So I get, I get that obviously. Mm. Um, I th- there wasn't anything that was like moral compassy in um in Persona Five that I recall, but there was like the quizzes where we had to check people's answers and stuff like that. So right, yeah, um that kind of thing, the mementos thing or like the the cognitive world sort of thing. Obviously, that's very very similar too. Yeah, um, they're like the biggest things I guess so far. Like they're the real standout things where it's like, oh shit, these so- are this is like very inspired by Persona, but obviously. There's the original Catherine game anyway, so I'm sure the themes there yeah. are very similar too. So how do you think it differentiates from coming from a game like Persona to something like a puzzle game that's essentially more of a moral compass? Uh, like, it's very standstill. It's not, you don't run around in a lot of large areas. It's it's a puzzle game um, in much of it, um, but you're also controlling your path as well. As I said, seven different paths to go through as well. Uh, how do you think it differentiates from playing such a game like Persona 5 to actually coming to something that was essentially it's, uh, developmental engine um it feels a lot smaller feels a lot shorter but still like it's very it's 
rich in story and things are going on all the time which i think is good it's a lot faster paced in a way um yeah. and like it kind of throws you in and like there's no um there's no kamashita palace to this game there's, <laughs> it's only there's nothing one. that i've jumped into or i'm just like are you fucking kidding me um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It, it feels the game feels far more linear. It's like the Crash Bandicoot of um like platformers. Like you go through this and it's not a platformer. Sorry, it was like the Crash Bandicoot of like story based. You know, yeah, this sort of game. So okay, yeah. Um, you get funneled down like a not so much like a straight line, but like you take a path and like you are on that path and like you whatever your decisions are, you've got a general kind of theme. Yeah, it just feels like that in terms of like where you can actually walk and where you move. Like you're either in the stray sheep, you're either in a cutscene, or you're in your brain world thing. Like your your yeah. nightmare. So yeah. There's so far at least. I'm sure later in the game there'll be more that we see. Yep. But um, a lot of it has been cutscenes to different environments or different places and different destinations. Yep. Or we're in the stray sheep, or like we go to see Rin for her, like we go to check up on her in her room for what one point. Um, we haven't even walked around in our bedroom yet. I don't think. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. At least, at least from what I recall, unless we do that at the very start or anything, but it's mostly been like the stray, the stray sheep, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um. So. Much like I did ask you in the first one, um, are you enjoying your experience so far with Catherine Fullbody? Yeah, yeah, and no, I, I really, really am. It's, uh, it's been, it's been fun and engaging, and it's not like it's very, very rarely, if, if at all, actually. Now that I think back, um, there's never been a point in the game where I've just kind of like zoned out or spaced out. Like awesome. that, that did happen in Persona at the start, obviously, yep. um, yeah. for like so, for like a certain point. But this one's kind of got me like, you know what's what like it's so everything's so things happen so quickly that you're constantly i feel like my mind is constantly being engaged by story and things changing and new clues and things being dropped and it's like i want to try and understand what's going on and who's who and what's what awesome because obviously with kamashita's castle and we talked about about that in the very first episode of take your hearts you kind of fell off the wayside of it you were like oh, i don't know if i'm going to continue this story i feel like everything's just dragging this this first palace is killing me right now um and i've kind of had a feeling that this wasn't going to be the case with Catherine because there is not, there's nothing that drags in this story. It's very fast paced and essentially yeah. it's, a, it's a way more condensed and shorter story. We're talking only from, depending on your path, eight to 14 hours long. It's much, as I said, much more condensed. So you're not going to get that. It's not, it's very rich in story. So you're not going to get uh, anything that's going to make you bored from playing. Um, mm -hmm. you want to know what happens to Vincent. You want to know what happens to a lot of these characters. So it's going to be very interesting to see your path and how it plays out. Cause obviously already it's honestly played out a lot differently to mine so far. So you've already told me that you, you kind of interacting a little more than what I did so far with Catherine. Well, sorry, uh, with Rin, um, already, uh, yeah. with her revealing her name to you, which is something that happened to me way later into the, into the game for me. Uh, my uh -huh. interactions with her, my, uh, so my path was is a lot different to you. So I took uh, my my first few hours of the game. I actually was on Catherine with the C's path uh, because I was staying at the bar late at night, drinking constantly, sticking around, talking with Boss and Erica until like Erica passed out on the bar, and then like Catherine with the C would come into the bar and talk uh, to me late at night. So mm. my my path was straight up. Uh, Catherine and her infidelity. So um, Catherine McBride was always messaging me on my phone and saying, where are you and what's going on? Yeah. Whereas I would al also interact with Rin in the bar, but I wasn't interacting with her enough to actually get her to open up to me the way that she already has with you. Right. Okay. So, so it sounds like you're kind of on a, on a moral p path with Catherine, your girlfriend, and also Rin at the moment. Okay. Yeah. 
So this is interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas my path was Catherine with the C and Rin. Yeah. But it was more Catherine with the C, if anything. But that that was not supposed to be like I was trying to play the the game differently to how I did with its original release back in 2011 because I'd already done uh, the both paths, Catherine McBride and Catherine, uh, differently. Like I've I've done those those paths, and I was like, maybe those paths would actually be the same if I followed those, and maybe if I went towards Rin's path, it'd actually take me through a brand new path. I will say, oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. Keep, keep, no, keep no, no, going no. And I'll finish. Okay. So, like, I thought that was going to be the case, but yeah, it's not apparently. Apparently, like the, I said, seven different paths now because there were only two paths in the original. Now that there's seven, it's completely yeah. different all round. So, yeah, go on. Please tell me what you're going to say. No, so I was, I was sorry. I thought you were finished before. No, I um, no, sorry. The uh, at the moment, are you saying that like, you're taking like the path of like Catherine with a C and Rin? Like you're 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 obviously favoring them more as characters. Mm. I feel like mine's gonna change over time because in the very beginning, I was just like, oh yeah, Catherine with a K seems cool. Like she seems like a you know a nice, caring girlfriend and like all that kind of stuff. You know, five years, it's fair enough that she's like asking these kind of things. Like you know, it's it's normal to be concerned. Mm. And then when she stabbed the table and went like crazy in the restaurant, I was just like, okay, our girlfriend's nuts. <laughs> Yeah. so like that happened and i was just like okay yeah look i can i can understand why our characters like you know got uncertain vibes and all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah that's um yeah i, I feel like it's gonna eventually change to um you know Catherine with a c and rin for myself at least like favoring their characters as well and kind of been like move away from this because it's you know not a doesn't seem like a healthy healthy relationship to be in if our character has like doubts before we've kind of gotten into the game. Yeah, no, fair enough. I love that scene. Essentially, when she actually reveals that she's pregnant, and Vincent just blanks, and then she's just like, "Are you listening?" And she just stabs the table with a fork. Fantastic scene, man. I love it. It's it is. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty nuts. And she doesn't look super happy while he's like spaced out about everything. So that's great. All right. I think we've covered enough ground for our first episode, Holmesy, uh, because we have got... It sounds like we've got a little bit to go, which is going to be awesome. Um, so, it's going to be exciting to talk to you in three weeks about the rest of your... Well, some some more of your tale of Catherine. Guys. We, I mean, yeah, if it's as on. short as it is so far, we might even be finished by then. Who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll see what happens, I guess. But, guys... Uh, if thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, make sure that you follow myself and Holmesy, Holmesy on Twitter at Holmesy Five, myself at Dash Gamers. But you've been listening to Dash and Holmesy, our tri-weekly book club inspired gaming podcast. Follow the show over on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. We can give us those cheeky five-star ratings. Uh, but also over on DashGamer.com, where you can watch this on demand and listen to it over on all your favorite podcasting services. Uh, make sure that you also catch myself and Buddy Watson over on Dash Culture every two weeks where we go through the latest in geeky pop culture. But guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys in three weeks. Bye-bye. Gamer.com